So this is Christmas What have you done? Scott is a wanker Bruce takes it up the bum Oh, Merry Christmas. Thank you so much for joining us. Holy snapping duck shit. You won't forget that intro for a while. Ah, thank you. I guess that's my, um, my immaturity level coming out there. Up your bum and wanker. Had to get in there. And uh, Scott and Bruce, I'm sure you guys will appreciate that. Because you're not here for the official Guitar Wank intro. So uh, I need to take advantage of that. Merry Christmas, everyone. I hope you had a fantastic one. What a uh, what a year it has been. And here we are again. Another Guitar Wank episode. We are a day late. Yes, I acknowledge that. It was Christmas yesterday. And I was planning to have it out on Christmas. But family and alcohol, presents, uh, the whole festive everything got the best of me and um hence why we're doing it on boxing day which is the correct term i don't even know why they call it boxing day i used to think as a kid there was a bunch of fights on boxing day and it's kind of true because we would have our families get together on boxing day for family events and there was always massive fights with the family so i guess it is something to do with family and boxing and all that kind of stuff but anyway, we hope you had a fantastic one, and um, we thank you so much for joining us. Hope that uh, singing there wasn't too painful. I was trying to think of better words. I really wanted to come up with something clever to that song, and everything I come up with just come back to Scott being a wanker and Bruce taking it up the bum. And I, there's no reason for that. There's no uh, weird thing about that, except the fact that it's probably in Embreded in me as an Australian uh, wanker, definitely embedded with me. And up your bum, it's kind of like it's just fun to say. Uh, I have no experience necessarily with that actual um, action, but I must say, saying up your bum just makes me feel warm and fuzzy. I don't know why. It's like saying puppy. Puppy is a lovely word to say puppy you say puppy three times it's like puppy 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 it's such a good word to say up your bum i feel is kind of along the same words it's a little bit more offensive and uh if you're not laughing at it or think it's a little funny then uh up your bum so there you go uh the christmas edition ladies and gentlemen the boxing day christmas edition here we go i'm actually having a bailey's uh, Bailey's Irish Cream on some rocks. little sweet. Anyway, it'll do the job. Uh, but we would like to say a massive thanks to the outpouring of love <laughs> we have got with all our people emailing us and following the three rules to uh, being in the competition or the giveaways that we will have on episode uh, 100 episode 100 episode because this is 99c okay officially 99c i think it is right i think it is 99c but anyway it's 99c and um if you want to be in the giveaways up for a prize you have to do three things what are they troy you ask me well i'm gonna tell you they are you gotta go to the website guitarwank.com 
and log in, like go to the website and you'll see subscribe to log uh, to Guitar Wank. You got to do it. You got to put your email in there and subscribe. We're not going to bug you. I'm not going to send you a bunch of shit. But anyway, do that. So we have your email <coughs> and we can make money on the back end. Um, and then you have to, uh, what do you have to do? You got to go to iTunes or Stitcher or any of the places that uh, you can leave a review for our podcast and leave an amazing review or just leave an honest review as Bruce would say he was like I was saying favorable and Bruce is kind of saying no just just leave an honest review that that could be dangerous but anyway leave a review on any of those places we'd really appreciate that and we are using prizes we're just going to be open about this we are using giveaways and prizes to get you guys to leave reviews and get your emails it's as simple as that so if you want to be in it to win it, you have to do the following. So one, leave, no, what was it? One, leave, a, go to the website, subscribe. Two, leave a review. And three, email us at guitarwank@gmail.com and just write us why you love Guitarwank. Because our egos need to be stroked constantly. And this is what we're doing for, for you guys to be in it to win it. So uh, there you go. Those three things, you nail that, your hat, I promise you, your name will go into a hat and or into however we're going to deal with all that picking a winner thing. But there'll be a bunch of winners. So it's not going to be, your chances of winning are pretty damn good. So uh, uh, this is probably not going to be a smart move for us because we'll probably have a lot of prizes and then we're going to have to mail them out and the postage is going to kill us. So anyway, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Hanukkah, Happy whatever you celebrate. Um, we so appreciate your ears and thank you for joining us. Um, for all those people, and I often think about this at this time of year, because everything's festive and just amazing and beautiful and the, you know the kids and family and love and oh and people are posting pictures of their family and it's so wonderful around the christmas trees everyone getting presents what about all the people who are just having the shittiest fucking time in life right now everything got just times 10 like all the people that are doing really wonderful and the families are great and blah blah and they're having all the wonderful time right now they're just rubbing it in those other people's faces like tenfold so you gotta i think a bad santa you've seen that movie right it makes me happy <laughs> i'm bad santa too but all those people are not having a good time. We're having a fucking horrible time. And the last thing they want to think about is festive, happy shit and around the Christmas tree, family and all that bullshit. They're having a horrible time because life is just shitting on them bad right now. And they're just trying to get through. To all those people, fuck, you got to hang in there. Just hang tough. Tomorrow's another day. It's going to get better. It will get better. It's just shitty right now. Just let's acknowledge it. It's fucking shit. It's going to move on. And I know you want to kill everyone and all the, the the social media and all that shit with how amazing life is and Christmas and all the happy shit because you are going through so much hell right now. I feel you. I've been there. I've gone through that. And it's just, oh, it's like everything is times 
10. You just, uh, you want to scream. So you just hang in there and um, just hang tough. Don't let the bastards get you down. And <laughs> that's what reminds me of a story. Actually, I remember many years ago, I was coming back. It was, I think, a Saturday morning, like 7.30, 8 in the morning, very early, and coming back over the hill from Hollywood, back into Studio City. And um, I had an amazing night drinking and partying. I ended up staying at some girl's house. Obviously, it was a successful night for Troy. He did good coming home. And I'm driving through Studio City, and in front of me, this guy walks across, and it's Billy Connolly. You know, the, the Scottish comedian, right? Billy Conley walks right in front of me. And he's a he's one of my, I guess, heroes. I just fucking think he's awesome. Love the guy. And um, been to a few of his concerts, a few of his concerts, and um, laughed my ass off. And it was, he walks right across in front of me. And I'm like, I'm, I'm stopping. I gotta, I gotta say g'day to this guy, right? So I go into the cafe. He's at the table he's getting his breakfast blah, blah blah and i walk up and very shy and just say mr Connolly, i'm such a huge fan blah blah, blah. and he was so cool he's like hey hey yeah, go on fucking get what you and um that's my scottish accent and uh we get talking and so i'm having a conversation with billy Connolly. i'm hung over i probably look and smell like shit and um billy Connolly's there and it's so cool and he's, he starts giving me advice. Hey, Troy, there's fucking... I'll give you some advice. Uh, if you ever get down there, just don't let the bastards get you down. Don't let the bastards get you down, man. You know, there's no rules. There's no rules. He just keeps saying that. And it was just such a great moment. And I've always taken that with me. So every time I got really down in life and gone through some heavy shit... Because we all go through it. None of us are fucking... None of us are getting away with not dealing with heavy shit in our life. But whenever you're going through it and you feel shit's getting really dark and really heavy, I always used to say that to myself. Don't let the bastards get you down. And it would just give me a little bit of an oomph, like, yeah, fuck you. I'm not going to let you beat me. I'm going to stand and fight. So hang on. Just just hang tough. It's going to get better. Whatever shit you're going through right now, it's gonna get better and you, you just gotta hang tough and the weird thing about that whole story was so i'm talking to billy and then billy looks at the door and yells at hey willie and i'm like what is he talking to and i look over at the door and it's william shatner captain kirk is at the door and he's like hey billy hey gone hey gone mate and billy and willie are shouting at each other and i'm standing in the middle very it was a cool moment it was weird very cool it was a great weekend we you know it was cool it was really cool that was a, that was a cool moment but anyway billy's giving me all this advice don't let the bastards get you down i'm just trying to think what happened on that saturday night i wonder if that saturday night was really good too probably was but anyway anyway that's my story that's my pep talk for all those people going through massive shit don't don't let the bastards get you down. Fucking hang in there. Fight. Urgh. Right? Because I know what it's like. Christmas comes around and New Year's and you're alone. Or you're going through heavy shit. Ah, oh, everything's it just... Ah, it's heavy. So anyway. So we hope you're listening and guitar wank in some... 
I, I may have pushed you over the edge with my intro, but I hope you hang in there. Don't, don't, don't go anywhere. Hang tough, because you know we've got a whole 2018 of guitar wanks that are just fucking gonna be amazing, right? That's it. We're only gonna get better. You would hope. You would think, right? Maybe, probably not. <laughs> but anyway, we're gonna try. I'm trying. Failing miserably, but I'm going to just keep trying. I feel like I'm showing, throwing shit at a wall and whatever sticks, you know. But anyway, <laughs> guys, thank you. Ladies, thank you for spending time with us. Thank you to all our um, sponsors. You know who you are. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Next week will be the, wow, the New Year show. Anyway, we hope you're doing well and uh, you're having a little nip. I'm having a little nip here for you. Cheers. Thank you for all the support. Do those three things. So you're in the giveaway, prize, competition, whatever we're doing, the 100th show. So fucking organized, aren't we? And um, uh, this is this episode was just the other day with Scott and Bruce. And it was lovely. It was a lovely catch up with those guys. And um, it made me, again, appreciate how I'm, I feel pretty lucky that I get to call these guys my friends. And that's why I can say those things at the start in that song. <laughs> but I get to talk to these guys on a... Well, more Bruce than Scott. But I get to talk to these guys on a regular basis. And I feel very... They're fun. They're good blokes. They're fun. A lot of fun. Good hearts. Great teachers. And amazing guitarists. And I hope you guys are getting the golden nuggets through all that shit. We have a lot of shit. I get it. Every now and then there's a golden nugget and you can take that and put that into your playing or put that into your life and you're like, oh man, that's, that was a good one. That was, that was worth listening to Troy's stupid fucking intro. <laughs> that was way too long. So, you know, I hope you guys, I hope you guys can put up with the shit to get to the golden nuggets. Check out Bruce's new, uh, my must class video. It's a good one. It, again, not pissing in your pocket. This one's a good one. It's worth getting. He uh, kind of gets in your face about why are we doing what we're doing. And yeah, it was good. He kicked ass on this one. He really did. He really kicked ass. He went to another level. And um, you don't see that in a lot of tutorials and videos that we watch. And there's so many. But this is a good one. So it's worth, it's worth throwing down the money, the bucks to get it. And spending some time with Bruce. He's going to kick your ass. You know, it's good. So, uh, there you go. Well, this is the last one for 2017. <laughs> I'm sure I've gone out with a bang. That's good enough, right? All right, well, be safe. You know, look after yourself. Community, as Bruce talks about, it's, it's kind of tough. You know, it's tough at the moment. So, hang in there. And um, you've got a friend here. Guitar Wank, we're your friend. We're your mates. So have a drink. Or well, don't have a drink. Have a drink of water. It doesn't matter. You don't have to drink. And um, I'm thinking of the alcoholics. If you've got a problem with alcohol, you don't drink. Have a drink of water. It's the same thing. <laughs> Not really, but you know. All right. Fuck. Now I'm just rambling. That's the alcohol talking. It's not it's the Baileys. Oh, fucking great. All right. <laughs> Let's get on with it, for God's sakes. And uh, Merry Christmas 2017. You haven't been too bad. Fucking a lot better than 2016, but still a shambles. 2018 is going to be amazing for all of us. 
incredible for all everyone out there let's have an amazing year and uh cheers right cheers bruce scott what do we have in store for the people this week Uh, i'm sure i'm gonna get emails about this one Every night was going to be like that. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and dogs, Merry Christmas from Guitar Wank. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Happy holidays. Happy holiday. Well, that's that's the correct term we're going to use, right? Well, well we don't the, have to. That, that's the agnostic term. That's Happy just holidays. across the board. That's yeah, across the board. No, it, it's just it's, religion, it's, it's so just yeah. inclusive. It gets everybody, including it gets everyone. Everybody. Yeah. Happy holidays to everybody. So hold it. You, you're Jewish. Yes. Yeah, so what are you going to do about it? <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Doesn't make me a bad nothing because Daniel will jump on me. <laughs> it doesn't make me a bad <laughs> person. Daniel off, man. He's what what, what gave man. it away? The horns or the tail? <laughs> <laughs> no. What are you? What? Because I clearly got no idea. But what do you guys do on Christmas Day? We have Chinese food. <laughs> Actually, uh, we do. We're going to eat good because um, yeah. going to eat at home, turkey, all kinds of nice stuff. Then we're going to see a movie. That's actually what the Jewish yeah. people usually do is have yeah. Chinese food and go see a movie. Chinese food? Going to yeah, see Star Wars you, tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, that's not Christmas, but... No, but 
Well, it's Christmas Day right now as we're speaking yeah, to we're, the we're, listeners. Yeah, right, right. But we're, we're yeah. Yeah, we're, 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 we're pre-recording, folks. We've we got to come clean on this one. But, we're, we, yeah, we're just living in the future. But we just want to send well, you... Well, mostly I live in the past. <laughs> <laughs> you send, and Joe Montana. Yeah. Sending... <laughs> Troy Aikman. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Cheer and good hidings. Is it hidings? Tidings. No, I like hidings. hidings. <laughs> the Aussie says hiding. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm hiding. I'm in the closet. Uh, good hidings. <laughs> nice of you to come out of the closet for Christmas, man. Yeah, yeah, Troy. I mean, on Guitar Week, I think it's a really good time to do that. Really, I got to say, that was a real bold move. I you thought know, you were going to wait for the New Year's show. The missus is going to be pissed. <laughs> maybe, she, maybe she's going to be relieved. <laughs> she might be relieved, too. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Hanukkah. Is Happy it, Hanukkah? It just ended. Oh, I just said, well, I yeah. hope you had a good Hanukkah. Yeah. Um, I don't know what other holidays there Kwanzaa. are. Kwanzaa. What's that one? Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa. Now, what's Kwanzaa? Kwanzaa's another one. For who? For who? Well, it's generally associated with, with, I have to kind of be careful here because I'm stupid and don't really know. It's generally an African Okay. Associated one. What about Islam? I mean, Do they have a Christmas holiday or this time of year holiday? Uh, no? I'm not going to make a joke uh, because I don't <laughs> want to die. Uh, no, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think they do. I think. Yeah, I'm sure there is, you know, basically, let's face it, uh, without every basic culture has a winter solstice I see. holiday. It started way back with the pagans before, I mean, the first one was long before, you know, even Jesus was born, the pagans had a winter solstice thing happen. Well, I'm a pagan. I have a solstice almost every day. <laughs> no, that's not a solstice. <laughs> and it's a, I'm that's, alone when I do a, it. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. a cyst. That's actually, you, you got the wrong, you got the wrong. Uh, I have a solstice all Kwanzaa the time. is a week-long celebration held in the United States and other nations in the West Africa dis- this diaspora of the Americas. See, I wasn't too wrong. Wow. Actually, well, we're I, I almost into sounded the history smart here. Of the holidays and all this stuff mm-hmm. on the, I, all these. I just imagine our view, our listeners right now, and they're all sitting together with their family, huddled around the stereo, listening to Guitar Wank Christmas Edition, and just having a wonderful evening. What do Australians do on Christmas? They kill a kangaroo and, we, we kill and live its bloody head under the kill Christmas tree. Kill a kangaroo tree. and you fuck a wombat. That's what you do on Christmas. It's an amazing time for all of us. Awesome. <laughs> you, you Australians are wombats, amazing. They you eat, guys know how to party. <laughs> wombats, they eat roots and leaves. Eat roots wow. and leaves. That's what they do. You guys are but, amazing. Um, yeah. So leave where? What? They leave where? They, they just leave. Eat oh. roots and leaves. <laughs> okay. Um... What else was I going to say? I'm already stumped. Oh, we're going to say we're going to say a big shout out to Larry. Larry, one of our listeners. Larry Gibbs. Larry Gibbs, not related to the to Barry or Terry. Don't think so. Or um, the the BGs. None of the BGs family. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. Or the okay. famous Terry Gibbs, Jerry Gibbs family. But I, pl- I played with Larry in a top forty band when I first moved to LA for at least a year, I guess. Wow. We played a lot of gigs in Palmdale at the Holiday Inn, <laughs> the infamous Holiday Inn in Palmdale. Wow. Playing for like two or three people a night, five sets, 
from nine to two. The same two people stay for five seconds. <laughs> no, it was just, well, sometimes, you know, they got kind of the army based crowd on the weekends, you know, so they'd actually had some people there on the weekends, but it was pretty dead most of the time. And hold it. I'm just trying to, did you have an afro back then? Yes. Oh, you had an afro? That was me right there in that picture. You said that's pretty much what I looked like back then in that wow. afro. And then I was actually an MI student or GIT because that's what they called yep. it back then. And I was, it was difficult because I really wanted to go to school as much as I could, but li basically living in Palmdale. You were living in Palmdale? Well, we played the Holiday Inn gig, so we had rooms there. And oh. we were playing six nights a week. Wow. So, so it was like kind of hard to get down to go to school. So I, I tried to drive down at least two days a week to go to school and hang out with uh, Diorio and the guys that were, John, Don Mock and the guys that were teaching there. Yep. But I wasn't an everyday student because I had to support myself. I had to work. So I was always up there during that whole year pretty much gigging. Now, at, all right, this, what year are we talking? 1981. Uh, 81. Now, were you already an advanced player? Oh, you're just pretty much. I'm not rock. an advanced player now. <laughs> How can I be back then? <laughs> okay. Well, did you think you were? Did you I think? Thought, you? I think back then I thought I was, and okay. now I know better. That's well, you know, that's it's better than being one. Believe me. Yeah, I was stupid and happy back then. I was happy to suck. Yeah. <laughs> so, so. So you come to LA, but you end up playing a cover gig in Palmdale. Well, I mean, just about everybody does. He was you know living I mean? the dream, man. You come, come to on. LA, it's always a, a short-term loss for hopefully a long-term gain, and you always end up just doing some kind of gigs just yeah. to pay the rent. And that was, basically, that's what's available in any town for anybody, yeah. doing casuals, playing weddings, playing at Holiday Inn, doing well, you, whatever you can. You were in a, it was a cover band. So cover band, yeah. Top 40 stuff? Yeah, but we actually did play some fun music. We played some Steely Dan. We okay. even played a little Weather Report or just fun stuff, you know, and we played some of our favorite rock tunes, some Led Zeppelin, and just whatever we could get away with, but we did have to do a lot of top 40. Yeah, but you, you had a lead singer, obviously. Yeah, we had a very uh, <laughs> effeminate lead singer, <laughs> yeah, and we had a... a bass player who was hilarious who was a friend of mine from florida who came to la when with me with three other guys when we came to go to mi yeah. now was larry from florida no larry was from here i think i okay. think he's from la okay and yeah. you guys just randomly met and just yeah i answered an ad wow you know back then i don't know if they still have it but there's that magazine called the music connection yeah they still have it i think it still goes well they had an ad yep. for a guitar player for top 40 band and i just answered the ad and yep. got the gig so, what, um, can you remember what you were playing through back then? Like, what setup? I don't have any idea. You weren't using like a ton of pedals, and that was pretty. Or was... well, I always had a few pedals, but I, yeah. I, I really don't remember. Yeah, man, that's I was so just far. Curious. Was it the Les Paul days or the Strat days? Strat days, I think. Yeah, Strat. Wow. Yeah, and and uh, it was. I mean, it was steady work, man. I don't know how much I made, but it was it was enough to keep my, you know rent going and yep. stuff buy food wow and larry was the on the case what was really cool about those gigs is that being that there wasn't anybody there in the first place and even when there were as long as they were up on the dance floor you could pretty much do anything you want as long as they were dancing so i probably played longer solos back then than i do in my own band right now because you get the people up on the dance floor, and it's like, okay, solo in E for 20 minutes while they're dancing. 
<laughs> and, uh, you know, basically a practice thing. Just play and play and play. Well, well can, was, can we bring it back fun. to why we're even talking about Larry? Yeah, I was just about to say, Larry yeah. was it was so kind of it. Thank you so much, Larry. Yeah, thank you, Larry. Really. Out of all the millions of fans we have, he was the only one to step up and really take the initiative to come out and give us gifts. Of course, he only lives next door. <laughs> so that might have something to do with like, it. Like one of the three kings presenting the gifts to Jesus, right. the baby yeah. Jesus. That's what I felt like today was baby Jesus as he gave you me these gifts. You look a lot like baby Jesus. I feel like baby Jesus today. And he gave me... He sucks a thumb a lot. <laughs> he gave us some old crow. Old crow. I like to picture Whiskey? Jesus as, uh, as the lead singer for Leonard Skinner. With an all angel band, and I'm in the front row, and I'm hammered drunk. That's from Talladega Nights. <laughs> that is a that is a dream come true, right there, Scott. <laughs> Anyways, we got a bunch of old crow, old crow, three three bottles, three the traveler, the traveler fifth, they call it. Uh, you got three of them, one for each of us. That's that's amazing. That'll it's, get it's, us, it's, that'll it's get a very, con- very concealable fifth. Um, like Stravinsky always said, um, arranging is like alcohol a fifth is best left in the trunk <laughs> <laughs> what is this it's kind of a it's a it's a like a little suitcase thing yeah it's 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 like it's like a hip flask it's heavy it's beautiful. it's like a hip flask and it's got a little leather belt on it how cool it's is that? really so let just let our listeners wow. know that larry has set a standard here that probably if another listener felt compelled <laughs> to bring yeah. us booze <laughs> or any other sort what of an asshole show begging for gifts <laughs> well you know well, we could be begging for other stuff right we don't we're not begging um and scott but you actually, if people wanted to donate money they could they well know they, how to do we that. have some donated we have some incredibly mm. generous people and we want to thank them we've got to, we're going to read some names out because it's christmas day we we want to give back oh we do <laughs> i should have told you guys oh. <laughs> Um, Scott got mm. a special gift too that we're going to give you, Scott. Um, really? He gave you um, a vintage sound. What was it called? Sound amplifier thing that they use in the room <laughs> to listen to sound playbacks for yeah, soundtrack. I think that, it's like a five-track thing. Yeah, one of the earliest five-track kind of thing. Really? Yeah, that Interesting. was so. Wow. Cool. He just had lovely words to say about cool. the show and, and everything. He had a headphone jack wow. and a, like a he's like a, a radio, yeah. a car Larry's radio. He's a great speaker. guy, man. Really. So big thanks, Larry. I, I think he's he probably takes a lot of drugs because he really likes the show a lot. But, well, you know. <laughs> don't, Larry, if you're listening, don't pay attention to anything he says because we don't. So, why should you? No one does. But anyway, so that's good. We got all that out. It's Merry Christmas to all. We hope you're wow. having a wonderful yeah, day. Yeah, we hope you're having a great day. And you know, and we're like sorry you got those that, shitty that, that socks. We're sorry that it's so bad you have to listen to us. But <laughs> yeah, you, if it you makes are. you if it makes you feel any better, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we're not we're pretty miserable too. So <laughs> you got those shitty socks from your grandmother again. Um, you got socks. Well, don't you guys get socks every? For people that don't know what to get you, you get like socks and underwear. Boy, that would be great. Or a handkerchief. I think that's a handkerchief is like the worst gift. You yeah, because they know you're going to be crying. I think a fruitcake would be the worst gift. Really? A fruitcake? You know, you don't, you know American fruitcakes, do you? They're like heavy as a, as, oh, as a yeah. molder. Yeah. And they don't taste They that last good. forever. Last forever because They're it's, great when you go yeah. fishing. Fruitcakes are like... Yeah, there's good bait for like a shark. Fishing. Yeah. Yep. 
but you guys don't get shitty gifts. What's the shittiest gift you can think of right now that you've had on Christmas? We've just gone, and you've had to bite your tongue. You've gone. I don't know. I get the same gift every year: rocks and sticks, <laughs> and coal in my stocking. <laughs> that's what you get. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's norm for you. Me. Gentile the, people are really that's funny. That's a rough yeah. Christmas, dude. <laughs> I thought I thought it, I thought we Jewish shit. people had a, had a had the you know cornered the market on that kind of cynicism. <laughs> Do you have a best gift? Hmm. Can you guys think of a? I'm trying to think what. what even what I've had over the years. Man. I got a Hickory Farms, like, you know, thing with the sausage and the cheese and the crackers. It's <laughs> one of the best gifts I've ever gotten. Easy. That's pretty cool. Good old to... Hickory Farms. You know, I remember one Christmas. Was it Christmas? No, it might have been New Year's. I just remember one Christmas many years ago. I got, I went to a party, got so drunk. And then I getting, end up getting really high and up hooking up with a really hot chick. And it kind of went into the next day. And that whole theme went on for like three days. And it was just amazing. It was just like, this is the best. I thought this was a family show. <laughs> I'm just saying. Talking about your sexual exploits on And then he woke up. <laughs> yeah. It was many years ago. It was like... It was just, you had like a Hugh Hefner Christmas. <laughs> I had a Hugh Hefner Christmas. <laughs> It was amazing. Dude. All right. It only yeah. ever happened once. Was, you know, but I was high, so it probably didn't happen at all. You know, one, 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 one Hanukkah, my mother gave me two shirts. Man, it was great. You know? And so we, I came, I went up for dinner, you know, figured I wanted to do in press or, you know, wear one of the shirts. And so I put on one of the shirts for, for dinner, and she looked at me. She says, what, you didn't like the other one? <laughs> That's what I love to hear. Good Christmas stories to make our listeners happy. <laughs> yeah, we're going to say a big thanks to uh, Nicola Brunt. Nicola. Nicola Brunt. He sent twenty-five bucks donated. Woohoo, man! And these times, thank you, Nicola. We're this rich. Is huge. It's not going to be tax deductible he, next year. Just glad you gave today. it this year. That was today. Yeah. You know who else is a big? We want to say a big Christmas thank you to and lots of love. Brady Garsed. Again, Who's that guy? Brett Garsed again <laughs> threw down and donated. He Brett, did. Again, this is like his third time or something. Wow. Thanks, Brett. Brett Garsed. If you don't yeah. know who Brett Garsed is, you got to check him out. One of the most well, amazing You should get his players. ass over here to the States and visit. He hasn't come back to visit since he left. <laughs> Not that's, one that's time. Kind of, it's kind of the way it works. Come on, man. Come back and visit. <laughs> Otherwise, he'd been back. Merry <laughs> yeah, Christmas, Brett. He wouldn't have left. That's yeah. right. You know, it's kind of the way that works. Yeah, it kind Thank of works you, Brett. that that's way. 50 bucks again. He, he, maybe he's on tour again down under and he's I making bet good he is money. Was it Australian tour. dollars or American dollars? <laughs> that's what How does that work? Maybe his 50s really yeah. had like 35 He's Australian. laughing his ass off. I just b busted these cats on the exchange rate. <laughs> oh, Brett, you cheap bastard. You're only giving us Australian dollars. Ah, oh, you bastard. <laughs> oh, well, but the thought that counts. <laughs> We're going to say a big thank you to... Um, oh... Um, he's from Norway, <laughs> and his first name, I don't, Scott, maybe you can help me with this, J-O-A-R. How do you pronounce that? I don't know, man, that's a good question. Joa? Joa? I don't know that. Joha? Don't um, know. Not even close. But anyway, he's from Norway. George. Like, George. Yeah. George Jegium. 
<laughs> That's not Today. much better. You probably did worse with the last name than yeah. you did with the first. I was name. like fifty dollars. Wow. This is like a um a Christmas a thon. I know. This is unbelievable. Are yes. we taking any calls? So many kids bucks. are gonna have guitar picks because of this. Man, that's five <laughs> prostitutes in my neighborhood. <laughs> and uh <laughs> Anthonosaurus. It's tradition that I mess up Applesauce? Applesauce. Um he donated ten dollars and he's from Greece. Athanius. Wow. Estonia or Greece? No, Greece. I'm okay. going there in March. You got well. You guys should hook up. Going to be in and Athens he, in March. He's going to be Scott's going to be in Athens in March. That's fantastic. everybody get ready. Athens March. Mar- <laughs> Athens yeah. March. Um, Neil, uh, another fifty dollars. Man, oh, this is like a profitable business this, this we run is, here. Well, wow. we're finally getting to the point where we can afford uh, to quit. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Um, this is. Eric, Eric is donated twenty five. I just can't believe the generosity. Why don't you and just name the names real quick? Because Eric, okay, Eric, that was Eric for twenty five. Not that we don't appreciate your donations, but I imagine if you're listening on Christmas, you're probably about you're to probably slit your wrist. <laughs> Maurizio, <laughs> you know, I yeah. gave him Christmas for this. Don't do, don't do that on Christmas. <laughs> yeah, that's a real. That's the shitty thing. Really, to do with the family. Yeah, Maurizio, ten dollars. Um, this is Tom McDermott. That's a good name right there, for nice and easy for Troy. $25. And, uh, and Eric Nordstrom, not to be, uh, probably Nordstrom, the family, I would imagine. I'm sure. Right? $10. Wow. If he's a part of the Nordstrom family, you, Eric, you're a cheap bastard because you could have bought more than $10. <laughs> That's really a great way to make friends. Doug Shane. So, that was a slow, smooth move. That was smooth. Oh, yeah. you know I'm only joking. Yeah. 50 bucks, Doug Shane. And we'll do uh, one Doug. more. Doug, I know Doug. Oh, you know Doug. Doug is great. Man. Well, he threw down Doug 50 is bucks. a rocket scientist. He is. He's like saving the world from ourselves, man. That guy's like smart and a great guitar player and everything, man. Thank you, Doug. Well, that's. That I mean, can... it's just because I know this guy. I'm sure all the other people are smart and have endearing qualities too. But I know. Well, Doug. I'm a little confused now. If he's a rocket scientist and he's donating. Money, Money to, to us. a guitar and he podcast. I think he just feels bad for us. Okay. Well, it's charity. Yeah. Okay. Um, and J.W. Behrens, he donated $50. He might be a rocket scientist too. He's then probably again. a rocket scientist. And, uh, oh my God, the guy from Greece donated another $10. He's breaking his money up. So that's good, ah, good he's going for double mention. Wow. Well, big Merry Christmas to all those people. If you didn't donate yet, you still can. The lines are still open, Bruce. Right, the lines are still open. Where do they go to donate? They would go to guitarwank.com. There you go. Spelled guitarwank.com. Dot com. Look for that donate button and donate as much as you can. Freely. Freely. Give freely. And, you know, we will just ever appreciate your, your, your generosity. It's interesting to me that none of our fans or listeners actually realize or ask what we do with that money. I've never seen any of that money, so that is a good question. What do you guys do with that money? And there's a joke I could take, but Daniel got mad at me for saying that because I said that Bruce is looking after the money. So I've got it. I'm, I'm investing it. Okay, I'm, I'm investing it. Okay, great. Except for I, instead of Bitcoin, I, I misspelled it and I got shitcoin. <laughs> Why didn't you put it in Bitcoin? Because it was shitcoin, and I just figured it sounded better. But... Uh, <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, fuck. We would have been set. I know. I know. We no, no, have... no. I just managed the money. We spend it on postage for the 
a lot of those donations are, you know, T-shirt orders and cup orders. And, and we have a little bit of money in the bank, and I'm thinking I'm going to have a big, huge party. <laughs> I might of, invite the rest of you. Lots of I might invite the, you two guys. I don't know. <laughs> wow. 2018 is looking up. Oh, wow. man. So what's been happening, guys? Oh, wow. guys haven't He's seen you in forever. I've been... Yeah, I, I haven't seen you guys in forever. Well, you've been gone. You've been in Germany, right? I've been in Germany. I've been in Hawaii. Yeah, you know. Where else you been? Uh, I've been That's in... That's not good enough, just Germany. Yeah, I've been, I've been in <laughs> Carmel Valley, and I've been down in L.A., man. You know, I've been everywhere, well, tell man. tell us about Germany first. Okay, Germany. It's cold. They speak funny, <laughs> but it's German, you know, and it's hard to speak German. What blows my mind is the kids can do it. I mean, <laughs> nice kid. Um, it was great. I had a ball. I got to visit Stefan Sontag, who made my red guitar, and uh, played one. Another, he refretted my red guitar, and I played another one of his guitars on a record day to play with this great guitar player over there named Wesley Gehring. Is he German? Yes. Uh, he, and uh, he's like. He's kind of a combination of Wes Montgomery and George Benson, man. He's like, wow. got that. Where's uh, Sontag? What city Stephon's is he in? Stefan's in Augsburg, which is uh -huh. north of Munich, I think. Okay. It's near Munich. So he's in the south. Yes. Of. Yes. Southwest. And, um, and, and, and the Wesley, the record date, I played it. Another one of Stefan's while he was working on my guitar. I played at this amazing club in Frankfurt called the Jazz mm -hmm. Keller. Which is like one of the oldest jazz clubs in Germ in Europe. Wow! And continuous dizzy played there. No, hold it. How Max when Roach you talk about oh, one of the oldest, how far does think, that go back? I think it went way back, like to the fifties. Okay. But you know, for sure to the seventies and eighties. When did is there official date for jazz starting? You mean the music jazz? Yeah. Probably the early nineteen hundreds, mid late late eighteen hundreds. You know, if there's a club. I don't know what city it's in now, but it's called the Fabrique, and it used to be a bomb factory for the the Germans during World War II, and they made it into a nightclub. In people sounds that's festive, a, yeah. But that's a that's it's the called the, that place the bomb off. factory, and it's like it's a it's a famous club that's still going, I think. But I can't remember what city it's in. But, ah. but I've played there a bunch of times. So you got an explosive kind of scene. There? It's just an explosive yeah. audience. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
And everybody speaks English yeah, in Germany, we, we right? we executed I mean, a bunch of tunes there. <laughs> yeah, everybody's speaking English in Germany, right? Yeah, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't learn language, shit. I, right. I, got to, I got to count to ten and ask for a few things, but mm-hmm. they, didn't, they didn't help me much. Um, but I did do some German uh, rapping at one point. German rapping? On a gig. <laughs> I just started. I just started making German, even. German sounding shit, and then I would rhyme it with English, at the end. <laughs> right. You know, growing up hip hop Berlin. Yeah, you know, it's like, ich du feierlich dick. You're the biggest prick. You know that kind of shit. <laughs> Nothing like German rap. Yeah, and I did it to Mac the Knife, which is an old German yeah. tune originally. So they they really appreciated, I think. Uh, <laughs> That's why your trip was short, right? They, they, yeah. But no, I had a ball. It was uh, I saw snow. It snowed when I was over there. Uh, did a workshop. Did gigs. Did recording. Played with some really good players. Lots had a of lot German of fun. Beer. A lot of German beer and sausages. It was it was a lot of fun, and then well, I came back. Personal life to yourself, mate. Came yeah. back and went to Hawaii. <laughs> you went to Hawaii. When you straight come back, huh? When you came back, I, straight away. I came back. I did one day of juries at school and went to Hawaii. What'd you go to Hawaii for? For for to Va- play vacation. vacation. Oh, just vacation. With my wife. Okay. Just, yeah. Detox from the Germans. Yeah, really. Detox from everything mm-hmm. from like three months of being. Did you did you have Glühwein in Germany? Glühwein, there it's big. Oh, isn't it good? What's that? Glühwein, it's like the holiday thing. Yeah, it's, it's like Christmas wine. It's hot and oh, hot and yeah. sweet. It's great. Mm-hmm. I like it. Oh, I think it's fun. And uh, you know, the that. Christmas markets they the have. Germans know how to party. Yeah, they really party. They, great. They're great to party with. Yeah, they're really nice people. Lovely, uh, people. you know. I mean, I don't care what they say about them. I like them. Well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, was, it was great. Nice people. I had a wonderful time. Can't we, actually, What's I'm wrong planning. With you? To, I'm already planning to go back. I've already been hired back uh, <laughs> to a lot of gigs. I'm going to go there in March too, play in three September. cities in Germany, but I don't know which ones, but because right. I don't have my computer. But playing some, playing some places in Germany. It's a great place, man. No, yeah, hold it. So you're going when? My tour is from around the end of February to the. First week of April. And when do you go back, Bruce? September. September, okay. Okay, cool. But uh, also, big news. Oh. I got big news. No, I'm not pregnant. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, that's a relief. <laughs> I, my music master class, my newest one, number six, came out yesterday morning. Is it on the... Billboard charts? It's probably I don't know. The billboard charts. I don't know. With yeah. a bullet. With a bullet. Yeah, unfortunately, it's pointed at me. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it and I fucking loved it. I yeah. like it because it had a good beat and I could dance to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thought of seeing you dance, Scott, just sort of made me throw up in my mouth. I got to admit. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see that. I'll pay. You know what? The next five people that donate, I'll match that donation just to see Scott dance. <laughs> we'll, make, we'll make a little video of it. We should do that. That'd be a great Christmas present for Some ballroom dancing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I dance my way into my daughter's room every day because I, I, I require entrance music to enter. But she's sitting at her desk working on her homework, and I say, I, I show up at the door, knock, and I say, entrance music, please. And she goes on Spotify, and she goes, what do you want? And I've been insisting that she listen to real funk. 
because she's listening to, you know, Beyonce and stuff. And I said, that's not funk. That's pop. I'm not saying it's not good, but that is not funk. Right. So I make her listen to Sly Stone, James Brown, Cool and the Gang, you know, the real, the real stuff. Right. So that's what she's been listening to. And I dance my way into the room to got ants in my pants and I need to dance. <laughs> Hit me. Can, so, <laughs> and your daughter, can she please video that for us? That would be amazing. Yeah, so, so, and she loves that music now. I've made a fan, I've made a fan of, you know, she's a fan now. That's fantastic. But, you know, I mean, kids that age, where are they going to hear that? They're not going to hear that. Brick house, baby. Brick right? house. That's dance music. Uh, cocaine, yeah. it's a powerful drug. Uh, um, yeah. So, hold it. I'm Rick James, bitch. <laughs> right. Great bit. Um, so back to your news, the, yeah. the music video. I'm the super music video. excited about it. I'm super excited about it. Technically, it is a music video. I guess you could say it is. All right. I watched it and I just, not only did I learn a lot and get my ass kicked, but I laughed a lot. It was, well, had so much. I forget the feeling. The people who have heard <clears throat> me on Guitar Wank are going to know a lot of what's coming when they get it. But still, uh, please help me out. It's a great great video i think it's it's your top five it's it's well sub six <laughs> you what you don't like the other one <laughs> if i had to choose i can't Bruce. no they're all great but this one was just it was really good but you did tell me you were going to go all out on this one and you did did i yeah i felt like you did yeah, i felt, I felt like, like i did too i was really worried that when i would watch it back i was just be such a jerk and when he swears in it they use um the is it the the ding? What is it's it? either a bicycle bell or it's the ding from a boxing match. Oh, it's the boxing match bell. Yeah. Sounds great. Mm. It's a great. Please go buy it. Because what are you, you teaching forgot. in this video? Uh, nothing. Not much. Not a lot it's of just, No, it's, it's everything. It's everything and nothing. Mm-hmm. It's it's like it's a like a Seinfeld show. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that, I have to say, anybody seen uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox? No. You ever seen that movie? That's one of the. It's one of the greatest. Stop, what do you call it? Stop animation? Right. Ever. It's George Clooney and Meryl Streep. And one of the funniest things in it is when, whenever they are going to use the F word, they say cuss. So they'll say like, the cuss you are, or they'll say, this is going to turn into a giant cluster cuss. Because <laughs> they got to keep it clean for the kids. Right. Because it's got somewhat of a kid audience, even though I, it's really an adult movie. Right. But it's really funny. It's I just watched Mr. it the Fox. other day. The fantastic, fantastic Mr. Fox. Okay, it's is, really awesome. Is it out? Is it in the theaters or no? We... It's been in the theaters. Oh. It's, it's it's maybe two or three, or maybe five years old by now. I don't really know. But oh, so it'll be on Netflix. Yeah, or... yeah. We rented it. We we watched it, and it was <clears throat> so damn funny. Such a great movie. That's great. That's really good. Um, my music masterclass. Where can they go to get it? My music masterclass <laughs> dot com. Oh, gee, you like really? I set that up pretty oh, well. Really good. It was like yeah. a double promo. Yeah, right that there. was. Oh, and thank good. you for doing that. I mean, really, guys, <clears throat> it's Christmas. You it's know, Christmas. now now you've got time to work on your work on your stuff. This will change your life. Buy my videos too. I've got two. Yeah. <laughs> number one. And number two. <laughs> number two. Yeah. Is, is there any plans? Are you guys gonna do more, Bruce? No, I'm not. More? But Bruce probably will. Well, you know, like I start out by saying. This is the first part. I'll give away the first part of the video. Start off by saying, this is my sixth master class. And I know you're thinking, how, how could he possibly know enough stuff <laughs> to have six 
videos I've heard him play. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, there's a lot of great one-liners in it. But, uh, you know, I, I managed to call together. It's more like an owner's manual for a guitar. It is. And like I said to you, because we were texting when I was watching it, I said, Bruce, you just yelled at me. He, he gets mad in this and gives you a kick in the ass. It's awesome. Mm. And, and Well, basically, the title is, do you want to play something or do you want to say something? Mm. And there you have it. Well, and, I can safely say that I have absolutely nothing left to teach after the two videos that I've done. <laughs> He's asked me to do another one, and I told him, I got nothing, man. But hold, There's nothing you do, to do. How many did you do with Ari? But Hayes, yours were it? like 15 years long, right? I, I don't know. I, I don't know how long they were. Um, I did some videos with REH like way long time yeah. ago. And they're, I mean, I guess they still sell. I don't know. They're, they're Eddie and his girlfriend, right? Yeah, one's just a, one's just basic <laughs> tools, ba basic stuff to, to, you know, to improvise with. And the other one's more like about phrasing, but that's it, you know, easy stuff. <laughs> that nearly got by me, that one. <laughs> that is that is one of the most, I, I would just, iconic moments of guitar lesson video history, that. It really is. It really is. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, it will never get better. Well, they, they asked me to, you know, Adam's asked me, but I really honestly can't think of anything else because everybody else has it so covered. <clears throat> That I can't think of anything else that I would do that would would top any of these other great players because they're all teaching stuff that is been covered in such detail and depth. I don't think I really have much to there was to to, to there show. Was so much, like so many teachers out there doing the video thing. Yeah, no, well. no, it's just you think of any technique on, or any style, and you can go. You can go get that yeah. shit down. I mean, it's pretty amazing. And now, you know, the, the school where I'm teaching, you know, MI, starting to do online stuff. And I'm doing that online thing. And so is Osnoy. And so are some of the other teachers. And I think it's going to become pretty big because uh, Berkeley, apparently, I, I'm not, I can't quote, but apparently Berkeley makes a large part of its money from online Stuff and then now MI is starting to do that too. And we've got a lot of really good players at the school, so they'll have their online classes. Yeah, and yeah, it's like it's become pretty amazing that you can you know go I heard, online. And I heard great things for about these I wonder what the effect thing. is long term on you know on all this. I mean, there's a you know. There, did you hear about that school in mini in Minnesota that just closed its doors? right on the kids in the middle of, you know, right now at the break. Wow. Oh, yeah, I did hear yeah, about that. Yeah. Yeah. What's, that what's happening? I like, heard about I think that. McNally, I think it's called, I mean, something like that. Yeah. And uh, there's a school. That's, these kids were going to music school, you know, normal, blah, 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 mm -hmm. paid their money, went, mm -hmm. and they just announced, oh, by the way, done. Well, the same back. thing happened with... Happened uh, the teachers, too. It's like, God, you know, well, maybe people are going like, well, sh shit, I can go online and just do this course. Same Why thing happened with Dick Grove, if you remember. I don't know if you were yeah, around, Dick, but you know. when Dick Grove, they were they were kind of the competition for MI back in the 80s, and they went under right in the middle of a semester. And uh, they had a lot of students, and a lot of students came to MI because they didn't have a school to go to. Yeah. So they came, and we took them in. Now, so, do you, can you guys think... Of any negative, negative. I'm sure there's some negatives. 
There's a lot of positives. Yeah, but I mean, me, I can be negative. <laughs> you want negative? I can give you negative. Negative about what? Your shirt's no, ugly. <laughs> negative. You, you call about. those shoes? <laughs> they make those pants for men too. <laughs> no, negative about the whole. <laughs> like, because there'd be some students go, "Why do I need to go to a teacher? Because I can stop and rewind and pause and play it and watch it whenever I want at home. Why do I need to go to a teacher anymore?" Well. You can't, you can't, I, I think it depends. S- say if you're having a Skype lesson with someone, you can. I mean, right. you, a Skype lesson is just like you get to play, the teacher hears you play, the teacher can evaluate you and help you, and it's the same thing almost as being sitting right there in the same room. Mm. Now, the, the, the online stuff that, that I do, right. I did 10 videos with Stig, and one of the <clears throat> really nice things about it, it wasn't just me in front of a camera, it's me and Stig. So the whole thing is a little bit more organic. Like if I don't if I don't show something, you know, like say in the clearest way, Stig will ask me, "Well, I'm not sure I understood this. Can you can you, you know, okay. get a little more in detail about that?" So when we play off each other, it really helps and it helps not to stare into a camera. It helps that I've got a back and forth thing with Stig. So you're, you're kind of sitting in on a lesson. Kind of, yeah. But involved as well. Kind of. Yeah. So so anyway, there's those 10 videos. Then as part of that class, you get once a week an hour with me live on video. The only thing is, is that I answer chats from them, uh, text uh, questions. You, live they see video, me play live on video. How does yeah. that work? I don't understand. Well, because I'm in front mean. of a camera and, and oh, and they type in questions. Yeah, and they oh. see me. So they okay. see me and hear me play oh, so and give musical examples. Class. Yes, it's a live class, and it's every Tuesday at twelve o'clock, and it's part of the the thing. The only thing is that I can't see them play or hear them talk. I just read their answers right, on text. Right. So like a porn chat, you know. They tell me <laughs> to take my clothes off and I go, you know, that'll be an extra 25. Do you have any so, smart-ass students so, going, just no. giving you shit? But it's cool because they can ask me, can you demonstrate, you know, like say playing on a minor blues? You know, can you like play a really slow chorus on a minor blues that I can transcribe. Sure. No problem. And then I can give them examples and I can say, can you show me some examples of, say, like how you would use the diminished over the four chord before it goes back to one? Sure. Here's a real slow, here's a couple lines you can learn. Here's how I'm thinking about it and blah, blah, blah. So it's it's basically like having a private lesson. Right. The only thing is I can't hear them, so I can't evaluate them that's the difference between that and a one-on-one skype lesson or real lesson in the room Mm -hmm. which every guitar player should have i mean there's you cannot beat the experience of a one-on-one lesson with a good teacher yeah there's nothing you can there's nothing that's better than that but this is pretty damn close yeah it's pretty good yeah you know so I, i i don't see anything negative about it unless you completely say, well, now I've got this, I don't need to have a teacher, because you do need to have a teacher. Everybody needs to have a private teacher, at least for a while, because it really, and not just someone who knows more than you, but someone who inspires you, someone who you really like their playing, and and you listen to them and you go, wow, that really makes me want to practice hard so I can play like that someday. Because it's the inspiration is just as important as as as, as the information. Yeah. You know, and I always had great guitar teachers, and I was always lucky. Yeah, because I always had like a guy sitting right next to me, and playing shit, and me going, "Whoa, yeah, <laughs> how'd you do that?" And, yeah. yeah, and get to get to to learn it. Yeah, can't beat that kind of situation. That's yeah, true. Now, Bruce, talking about the old school jazz way of doing things, 
where it was just jumping in, seat of your pants. Yeah. Like that stuff is probably more lost than any of the stuff we're kind of talking about, right? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I totally agree with Scott. The information is there. I mean, the beautiful thing about online and everything is the, the ubiquitous nature of all the information. It's all right there in front of you. And I couldn't agree more with Scott that what you lose is the, is the feedback, the input, the uh, assessment, the evaluation from an objective, knowledgeable source. Yeah. Uh, because it's even recording ourselves and listening back, it's not as good as an objective, educated ear to a good teacher. And the other part that, that is missing is the community factor of music, which is uh, playing in real time, learning to play with other people, learning to listen while you're playing, uh, being required to have certain skills that are just only found in the wild team kingdom, skills in the wild wild yeah. kingdom of playing right. a gig. Those are team skills, yeah, exactly. Right. And, and right. so, so assuming these kids are like playing with bands and going out and sitting in and utilizing YouTube, then then everything's cool. And they you know and they they getting honest assessment like. Back in the day when I was sitting in on all these gigs, the older guys were very happy to give me honest assessment. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, me too. I got honest assessment the hard way. Yeah. You suck, bitch. Yeah. You, know, and, you call and, that and, fucking you know, time? You know, I mean, I'll tell you, there was one time at a jam session I was playing and a guy pulled the plug out of my hand. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That was, I got that yelled was at. Subtle. I got yelled at so much when yeah. I was the only white kid in this yeah. all-black band. And all I knew how to play was the blues, and I had no idea how to play funky rhythm guitar. Yeah. And they would always call me, you fucking unfunky motherfucker, you yeah. fucking <laughs> unfunky honky motherfucker. Like, that it, can't you be funky? And I was like, you just made me listen over and over and over to the guitar player for James Brown. Can't you do that, you know? And I go, well, I never have, but I'm going to learn it. And yeah. I did, because I had to get my ass kicked. Yeah, so, so but I mean, also, the, the culture has changed. You know, um, I came up at the very beginning of the education movement, mm. particularly in regards to jazz. Yep. And that uh, when I first started, most of the guys were unwilling to share. They're very happy to share their opinion of what you were doing <laughs> and to tell you what, that you weren't doing it right, you know, and, but, but in terms of helping you fix it or telling you what, what to do to do it right, other than like figure it out was you're, kind of the You're answer. on your own, basically. You're on your own. Right. And, and it was kind of like almost a code. Get your own shit. You know what I mean? I got mine, you get yours, you know? But they weren't being paid for it, right? Right. No, no. But I'm saying even if you ask them for a lesson, they, they look at you like oh, you were, like they didn't want to give you, you a lesson. you were weird, you know? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> no, I got my shit, you get yours. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, in general. I mean, there were some guys that were would just love to talk about it and, or at least loved to, had such big egos, they loved to show you their shit. You know, mm -hmm. so they'd play it for you while you sat there. And you could, like, go, would you play that again? They go, sure, you know. Mm -hmm. Isn't that cool? You know. <clears throat> but, I mean, and then I and then it changed. And, and as I got to be a better player, a lot of guys were more giving to me. And, you know, I got lucky. And, and that was right when the society was changing. And I always liked to teach. I just, to me, for two reasons. One, I like to help people. I'm yep. just that kind of person. And second of all, 
uh, I found that by showing it to somebody and trying to get inside their head and figure out what the best way for them to understand it was gave me a deeper understanding of what I was doing. So in many ways, while I'm teaching, I'm also learning. Mm -hmm. So it had ancillary benefits, that and I was making some money. Yep. So... Um, that, you know, it was just different. It's a different world now. And now, of course, the, the world of music education is a bigger economic sliver than the performing side. Yeah, it's changed so I much. I mean, really, you name guys that are up <coughs> that are playing great and they're not teaching, there's not a whole lot of them. I mean, when you got... How you many, got I mean, I, can't, I think almost everybody I know, in one way or another... God, maybe 5% are not I mean, teaching. Tommy Manuel, Robin Ford. I mean, all these. They're even doing it. No, I mean, I can think players, of some yeah. guys, and even some guys, they're all doing work, workshops yep. or something like that. You know, while they may not be like on a staff at a university like me or Scott or have a private teaching studio, they're still doing workshops, putting out videos doing stuff like that. So it's just become a huge yeah. economic part of a performance musician's life. Work workshops have even become part of um, like touring gigs. Yeah, yeah. Like in other words, we want oh, okay, you for yeah. the gig and we want you for a workshop. workshop. So we want you here for two days. We want you to do the gig for the public yep. and then we want you to do a workshop the next day for the guitar community, blah, blah, blah. And that's part of the gig and it's not like a separate pay. It's like really? the pay is all inclusive for the gig and the yeah. and oh, the okay. and the workshop. Yeah. Where sometimes you get just things that are they don't have anything to do with, with like you might you might play a gig for a promoter and then you might do a workshop the next day for a local school. Right. They don't have anything to do with each other, but sometimes it's the promoter himself who wants both the gig and the workshop. It's all inclusive. All inclusive. So I when that started. Yeah, I mean <clears throat> I remember when that started. I've been doing started. that for a long time. I know. I remember like it started in the late seventies, I believe. Yeah. In the mid seventies. Joe Pass, Barney Kessel it started, I remember, in, uh, they'd come to this one club in San Francisco, and it was a whole, like, thing. Like, if you went to the workshop in the afternoon, you got, like, a discount price ticket oh, okay. for the gig I am night. doing that exact thing in Vegas next next month. I'm yep. playing a gig in Vegas, and uh, um, a workshop you the do, next you day. You dispensary lounge? No, I'm playing at the bunkhouse, which is uh, a, a much nicer, yeah better better thing so but um anyway so because this is with my band right. i'm not oh, sitting okay. in this is okay. with my group so so That's but anyway like i'm doing at the dispensary labs Those yeah are great but i'm doing a, a workshop the next day and if you went to the gig the previous day you get a you get a discount on the workshop which is kind of cool yeah you know and well, this is great great way yeah and this it. workshop is going to be about because i've done like at least three workshops in Vegas covering different subjects, and this one's going to be about gear. Right. So everybody's invited to bring their amp, jam to backing tracks, compare tones, compare pedals, compare speakers, oh, wow. compare guitars. It's going to be a total geek fest. You know, so. I think it would be a really be good idea if we pull our money together mm. and we fly Bruce in for that. Yeah, you know, he'd love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Could you imagine? That would be a nightmare, oh. wouldn't it, Bruce? No, I would love it. I'd love it. I'd love it. <laughs> I think it's going to be fun because it'll, you know, we we've... Sir, we don't get a chance to geek out on that level. So it's kind <laughs> it'll, of cool. It'll be a total really, geek really fest. Cool. It'll be a lot of fun. Now, leading leading into that that whole discussion, and Bruce and I talked on it. I discovered with my editorial 
um, skills. Oh, but thanks for asking what I was doing, oh, though. That's, that's right. You know, that's really nice. You know, I mean, you know, n nothing. <laughs> All right. You I said guess... you were locked in your room for the last three <laughs> No, days. I haven't done. I haven't been doing shit. That's why I don't <laughs> okay, care okay, if you okay, ask. Okay. I've been practicing 10 hours a day for the last three weeks. That's it. <laughs> I, pra I wake up, okay. I practice, I have lunch, I practice, I eat dinner. Eight to ten. Is it working? Yeah. I, I can't tell. <laughs> you know what I mean, I'm the Damn. wrong guy to ask. It sounds like to me I'm getting worse, but <laughs> I yeah. don't know. I know I have this one tune on the new album that the changes are ridiculously hard, and I've been probably practicing that one the most. So you, you've been, it's hard. You've been working on tunes, like working on your working tunes, Working on right? the, the, the... Well, I'm working on the, the 10 tunes that I'm going to play in the, in the studio when the guys come next month to do the record. Yeah. And also working on four or five tunes that we're going to play live that we're already playing now, you know. So I won't, you, I'm not working on those as much because I already kind of know them. When you walk into your studio, pick up your guitar, what's the first thing you do? Do you do scales and warm up and all that kind of no, shit, or you just start playing? Just start playing. Right. You just open up a tune and go. go. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And just sort of see where I'm at. And, and a part of part of that practicing is also seeing, trying to figure out new new ways to play the stuff. Like you know, like sort of imagining if we're going to play this live. Could I think of some other ways to play it so it's not the same every single time? And right. some and some things you can, some things you can't. Some things are locked in. You can't. You just can't change them because it changes. It changes too much. Right. But some things are more open, and you can play it a different way every time, and and it works. Is it a little bit like songwriting in a way? Well, some way. You'll discover things, right? You'll you'll work out the original way to play the song or whatever the mm -hmm. first time, and then you'll do discover all these other things, and then you find yourself you're coming back to the first idea a lot of the time. Sometimes, I mean, I I know that sometimes I come up with stuff. Well, we talked about this before. You come up with stuff, and you can't find anything that you like better, so you just keep playing it. Yeah. Because it's, you know that you want it, part of you wants to improvise, but the other part of you wants to give the audience the best show possible, and you know that this little thing, this little, say, composition within a solo, or it, it could be just a group of leading tones that work really well, or, a, or some kind of a line that goes really beautifully through a set of chord changes, and you just want to play that for the people because you want them to enjoy it, you know even it, if it's the same thing right, every single night. Because you know it's night. a golden nugget. It's a it's a golden nugget, right? right exactly. And you would have the you same know. thing, Bruce, yeah. or do you? Sure. Even yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, but I mean that to me is more like an arrange. It's an arrangement. Yeah. It's a little arrangement yeah, a little within arrangement. a yeah, but, but no, the whole idea the whole idea that. You have to have the arranged part here and a solo here and a arranged part here. No, that you can be yeah. anywhere. I they mean, kind of, yeah. they kind of, they yeah. kind of morph in and out of I each mean, other. Yeah, I think that. I mean, I think, you know, basically, it's our responsibility to do it our way. I mean, jazz isn't about making rules; it's about breaking rules. Mm. And and you know, for us to like say, well, you know. You got to improvise your whole solo all the time. Fuck that. Who said that? You right. know, I mean, well, no one ever said that. You know, I mean, and uh, or that you now, obviously, and a lot of jazz doesn't have any improvisation at all, really. And, and what people are calling improvisation half the time is nothing more than just shoving a bunch of fucking vocabulary into a bunch of 
bars. That's not improvising. That's just fucking regurgitating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's not responding to anything. It's not using the tools at hand to make something happen. Nothing's happening. They're just fucking puking all over a bunch of harmony. So, I mean, at sometimes, I'm not saying everybody, but right. that happens. So the whole idea of, yeah, I mean, you know, that, that it transitions from a, slightly open place into a like a kind of a composed space into another open space in the context of what's supposed to be your solo because that's the way people relate to it that's perfectly a that's a va- more than valid approach to the music yeah you know i mean come on you know it's like i just don't understand why you know we we, there's so many perceived rules sometimes you know that we have to almost We've we all even those we've been playing and we're a bunch of badasses or honey badgers, you know. Uh, we still feel that we have to fucking justify it sometimes. Yeah. I do. Yeah. You know, yeah, I think I think when you learn that you don't have to justify anything you do, that's when you finally found yourself. Yeah. You don't have to justify to anybody anything you do. It's none of their fucking business. You I do know. what you want to do. And but, that's it. But still, you know, there are well, times where, you know, I mean, you just, you catch yourself living up to, you know, your hero's way of doing it or yeah. perceptions of things. It's normal. I mean, it's being human. It's giving a shit. Right. You know yeah.
Thank <laughs> you.